you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Now we're live. So All we right. should have some of your friends. What? Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. Known Chris for a while. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background about him, and then I'll let him introduce himself a little bit. But he was he came to me when we were doing what's called Fight Club. And that's a Bible beatdown is basically what it was, where we would do some Bible study, and we would do MMA fighting. And then at the end of the eight weeks, we'd get in a cage, and those that wanted to fight got to test their skills. I think you fought a couple times in there, didn't you? Yeah, 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 fun. yeah, yeah. That's uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And he's now one of the main pastors of the recovery at Freedom Church. He's kind of in charge of uh, that over there, and just a life turnaround. We'll uh, we'll get into that and what that looks like for you. So, Chris, with no further ado, why don't you introduce yourself and and your where you're at and and what you do with your pastor, and we'll talk about your other other business stuff here in a second. All right, all right. Yeah, so uh, my name's uh, Christopher Hill. I came, like you said, uh, broken, busted, and disgusted, if you'd like to call it like that. And, uh, you know, I got to meet uh, Master Cox in the studio uh, after going through a lifelong struggle of, uh, you know, uh, addiction to drugs and alcohol. Uh, you know, I like to say, you know, I was an, a, a user and abuser, not just to myself, but to others, because I had that stinking thinking, you know, and uh, I came to a realization that raising three kids on my own wasn't going to work if I uh, decided to keep going the path, down the path I was going. So, uh, you know, struggled with a lot of issues in life. Uh, other than that, you know, was, uh, just just had that, that calling to go to church. And for a guy like me, that was not the place I thought I'd ever end up in to become, you know, who I am today. Like you said, I lead our uh, recovery and our homeless outreach at Freedom Church. And, you know, that entailed too. I, I wouldn't have ever put myself in this position almost eight years ago, you know, in thought because I just, I was in my own ways. I was prideful and who cared about anybody else, right? You know, I think uh, that mentality gets everybody stuck in in their ways. And I was done. I was done being stuck in my ways, and I had three kids. Like I said, I, I wanted to uh, wanted to raise them right, and I wanted to give them the life they deserve. So. Yeah, yours. Uh, when people know about you, when you when you came now, listen. Did you were you at church, and then you learned about our Fight Club, or um, how did that come about? So that came about. Um, I think we started the life group sessions um, and it was only two, it was about two months into being at the church and um, um, my brother Jose came up to me and, you know, said, Hey, you know, first, first coming into the church is when I met him and he was the first one that 
that, that came up and he prayed on me and I was like, what, I, I didn't raise my hand, you know, I wanted to be in denial, you know, when they said the altar call, you know, the message that Pastor Justice gave that day was directed towards me and I was even thinking, who has, you know, who's telling him all this in his ear, you know, who's in the crowd that knows me and, you know, my thoughts were, you know, he was, he was getting information in his ear so he could keep talking to me, you know, not not because they wanted my money, but because they wanted me to think I was the guy that they that needed to be there. Well, really, that was, again, I did, I was the guy that needed to be there, but uh, his message just really related to me and translated to my life. And uh, so, yeah, uh, two months later, we went uh, into life group session. And at that same time, I went the, the night before, I don't know if you remember this, but the night before, we had a group over at um, uh, one of the life group houses, and it was being ran by Vanessa and Richard, uh, who were both uh, uh, pastors uh, at our church, and uh, and they just welcomed me. They opened up the door, but the first time I walked in that door, um, it was it changed my life because uh, they said, "Would you like a piece of gum?" Someone at the door smelled my breath, and I was like, "Oh man, no, I'm I'm good. I don't need any gum," you know. And uh, I walked in five more steps, and I was like, "Hey, you need some gum." I was like, okay. So I took the gum and I received the the message that they they, they gave that day as well. And that time alone, uh, again, my arm went up and I was like, why does my hand keep going up when they ask for prayer? And so uh, I said, okay, I guess I'm going to drive home tonight and I'm going to not go to the grocery store, liquor store and, and get another beer. Looked at my daughter and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it for her this time. And sure enough, the next night was Fight Club and it was 24 hours later. And I walked into that uh, Fight Club and I remember telling you guys when they said for prayer, I remember intentionally putting my hand up and saying, guys, I'm 24 hours sober and I need this. And, and Pastor Justice just said, let's pray for him, guys. And, you know, that that to me felt uh, felt good because it was that fellowship, I think, not that I think, I know I was looking for and the band of brothers there. And like you said, the Bible study beatdown. I mean, it was it was no joke. It was <laughs> it was true. It was real. And uh, and, yes. and he did get hurt. But at the same time, and you guys taught us how to, how to get through it. So. Yeah, I remember, and I remember you coming, matter of fact, I even remember you coming a little bit, probably drunk every once in a while to that class. Uh, and you're not the only one, or some of the guys smelling like pot, and we would just, just physically, uh, you know, get you sober just through the exercise part. I mean, you remember just throwing up outside yeah. or uh whatever that was it was it was uh and that was real i think that's when you guys got a chance to me because i think a lot of these guys they they won't step inside a church but they certainly would step in to be uh do some fighting and some uh some mma type stuff and and feel comfortable and and there so yeah and i i don't know if you know this but carlos and i are going to bring that back on the next go round the next sign up, uh, yeah, uh, Carlos and I are going to do it. So it's going to be, uh, uh, Carlos, guys ready. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're on fire. Some of these guys. Yeah. But yeah. They don't know what I, <laughs> and it's different now. Cause my, my training, you know, uh, you know, dabbling into the, uh, jujitsu a lot more like I did. I said there, I said the workouts are going to be brutal. So, yeah. uh, it's, it's just been, uh, it's been fun, uh, watching, watching you grow because i've seen uh just how important it is for someone like you when you you know you are probably you know how i am you know i'm just i'm not in that world right i'm in the opposite world right we know i was in with you know law law enforcement and all that kind of stuff and so having somebody that's in that world that can relate to people i mean it's always good that i can uh, uh be able to 
come and talk to you and say, hey, man, is this is this guy for real? And then you've actually helped even with students of mine when you see that uh, students are, are just that far gone uh, when it comes to drugs and alcohol and me getting some better feedback from somebody when when it's real and when it's not has always been super helpful. I mean, you got but you guys are pretty tough on them, too, man. It, it kind of reminds me of Bible Beatdown. I mean, you guys got some set of rules and, you know, you 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 either fall in line or or you fall off. Well, I mean, one of the two is happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, going into that, you know, with the with the outreach that we do with the showers and the, uh, uh, you know, every Saturday, you know, they get to come in. They get to, you know, before the pandemic, obviously, we used to have more of a setting, uh, a social setting where they could sit down and we brought people out to sit with them and talk with them, just like we did at our friend's giving, but um, on a, on an every weekend basis. And um, it, it came to uh, comes to a point where if we see they're inebriated or they're if they've actually stepped away and we, we send somebody to check on them and, and, and they're doing something they're not supposed to, we say, look, I'm going to give you one chance here. And I'm going to tell you, you got to go today. But, you know, and that, that takes away from the shower for the day. And, you know, I think, uh, and, and a meal, I, I can't, I can't give them to you know, give it to them and enable them to say, okay, come, come as you are and, and do what you do. Like we do at the church, you know, we're a belong before you believe and come as you are at church. But on Saturdays, you know, when they come for the showers, we've got to be hands down because, and, and nailed down on that, because if we let them do it, you know, especially, and, and one does it, then the next one's going to do it. So we cut them off and we tell them, and then there's, there's been a few times where we've had to say, look, you know, I, I don't think until I can see some real progress in your life, uh, like you really getting sober or doing something. And I've had, I've had that happen where they've come up and said, okay, I'm ready. Got them into treatment, got them into, you know, detox, help them detox, help them find their ways, get them a social worker. And, and now um, they've got a house so or an apartment of some sort from the, from the programs. But yeah, you can't, if you want it, you want it. If you don't, you're just going to be stuck in, like I said, in, in your, in your mindset of, you know, I'm okay. I, I want to be this way. Uh, and some are, you know, not everybody's challenged in, in the uh, addiction, you know, substance abuse, but, you know, some of them just that mental state of mind. If we can get some of them the help that they need, you know, we're willing to do that so that they can uh, they can re-enter society in a better way and, and come and show us that. And I've had a couple of stories where they've come to the church and they showed me that they've done it. And like I said, it's, it's you know, not me, it's, you know, just pointing them in the direction that they could always go into. Well, what it so... When you first was doing this, was it just a quick turnaround? Were you, were you one day you think, and then the next day you made a mindset and you and you completely changed, or was there times that you fell back? Uh, what does that look like? What was that look like for so, you? I think for me, you know, I had a pride wall. Like I said, I, I came in with the attitude of I'm going to see what this church is about, and I don't know if you remember the podcast back in because it was podcast then. It wasn't even video. I think it was just it was just a casted. Uh, um, a message on Facebook back when I came in 2013 was the first uh, service I listened to on Facebook. It was a, it was an audio and it was a picture of John Clad Van Dam when I when I, and he was doing the splits over the RVs. And I said, Oh man, John Clad Van Dam, he goes to this church. And I was thinking in my head, but um, I, I just listened to it. And, and it really, again, it, it touched me in a way where I said, okay, 2014, I'm going to that church, uh, the first service. And, I entered, uh, I entered the church and took my daughter to, to the kids ministry, which, you know, I looked at her and I was like, I, I'm not sure. Do I want to send her in there or take her with me? And she ran. I was like, okay, I guess she's going in there. And then they sat me in the, uh, uh, in the sanctuary, 
and, and I can't, I, I gotta say, I, I came with the, with the, with the mindset that I'm going to see what this is about. And after hearing the message, I'm like, I'm coming back next week. And yeah, I mean, I, but as far as my recovery goes, I, I did, I, I gave it all, all to God at that time. I surrendered completely hundred percent, everything I was doing. And, um, I'm proud to say I'm, 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 I can't say I'm uh, the only one, but I'm one of the few that has been able to say when they gave it up, they gave it up and they didn't go back. And I haven't had any slip ups, uh, you know, and, and yeah, I can I can 100% uh, tell you that if I hadn't walked in those doors, I'm most likely and I can say I wouldn't be here today because the things I was doing and, and the operations I was running uh, outside, uh, you know, in, in my own little business was, uh, you know, that 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 street business uh, would have would have killed me. Yeah, I yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely I, I you know, I've heard your your story about that too. The the just, you know, there's more than just the addiction that's out there in the streets. I mean, there's yeah. you know, there's 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 a lot that goes in it and and there's a lot of criminal element that's out there and it's it's hard. I mean, what you know, we've had these talks before, you know, cuz I've helped some of these cuz I have a real heart when I see females out and on the street anyway. You know what I mean? It's always yeah. kind of like a I don't know. It's all, it's always kind of, kind of gets to me a little bit when I see them. And, but then again, sometimes on the streets, the, the women are, are, are really more of an instigator sometimes even it's just such a catch 22, uh, when I'm out there and it's, it's hard for me. So it's, it's, it's always a blessing to kind of see that. So when you, I ask this quite often, cause you know, that we have, uh, we have a mutual person under me that just, cannot seem to get clean and and how that takes a toll on family and to be on the street where you're almost dead and then you i mean you're almost dead and you have a complete back workup where you almost can't walk and you have an infection in your blood and you still beat it all and then you walk out of the hospital because the the pull to do the drug is 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 more than the the pull to be healed and not not have to go through that that's a, uh, I mean, so it, you got to deal with that on daily. I would imagine. Is that correct? That oh, you've got this thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, how do I you do that? How do you counsel? How do you counsel people that, you know, almost can't help themselves, but you keep interjecting? I mean, is, is it a nonstop battle? Is there some tough love where you say you don't come to me until you do steps A, B, and C, or how does that work? Absolutely. The tough love, you know, that's, that's the, that, that right there is uh, the only thing in a, in a circumstance like that, that you can do, because again, um, we try, we try the first step of, okay, come, you know, come to the meeting, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's get you introduced to some people, you know, maybe you know them, maybe you don't, uh, and uh, see where you're at. And if, if you can, uh, you understand the saying, fool me once, you know, fool me twice, but you know, I'm not, I'm not the person that likes to be fooled at all. So if you're coming in and you're coming in to, to say you want to do it, then we're going to, we're going to really do it. And we lock arms. But if I see that they're just, you know, kind of faking it to make it, you know, then I have to have that real tough love with them and, and tell them, look, there, you've got to, you, you, you got to get clean outside of this place before you can come back into this place. And, you know, and, and that hits them because then they've already made friends or, or they felt that they were at home and we've got to take that away from them. And, and I think when we when we do that, um, it, it shows them that we care, but it also shows them that they're in a place that's really bad, that they have to go out and, and, 
and find it because uh, we've done and we've done what we could on our part, um, you know. But there's been some that have. I've gone out and done that and come back a few years later and said, "Look, this is who I am," and I, and I commend them for that. Um, there's one gentleman who you talked about earlier with the Fight Club, and uh, it, you remember him when he came in, and I took him under my wing, and today he's a leader at our church. And mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, just seeing that guy come up, I mean, he's you know, he was going to have a, a four-year uh, uh, stint of, of bail if he didn't do it. And uh, and he said, uh, you know, I need this. What do I got to do? So I actually took him out to a treatment center. I took him to our uh, um, uh, Saturday fellowship, was called Brewline, uh, and that's in San Fernando. I went, took him there, and I said, hey, I got to introduce you to somebody. And that guy said, go on, bring him to the treatment center. It was out in Koreatown. I took him there, and... and you know, the words out of their mouth was, you know, it's going to cost you. And he's like, man, I'm going back. I said, let's figure something out for you. And we figured it out. Um, we, we got him in that day and we were able to say, hey, you know, let, let's see what six months down the line. Because they said, if you do six months of treatment, you won't be doing four years of jail. You'll be on probation. And uh, and he did. He did his six months. He brought people back and forth from, uh, from Koreatown on those orange lines and red lines and made it to our meetings here in the valley on the weeknights. And you know, I, I just commend him for doing what he's doing today. And I know that uh, that man's life wouldn't be what it is today if I hadn't said, okay, let's, let's walk this together because they think that to locking arms and showing them you care is, is, is the only way, you know, it's going to work if, if they're serious. Uh, but when you distance yourself and just say, okay, here's steps one, two, and three, uh, come back to me when you're done. Uh, you know, rarely does that work because they're on their own. And, you know, just like it says in, you know, just like we said, with the Bible, you can't walk alone. In life, you can't walk alone. And that's why the band of, uh, band of others that brought me in, um, you know, I got to say, I, I wouldn't be who I am today if those guys didn't say, let's meet on Saturdays for coffee, go to church on Sunday. They took me to a service in midweek, uh, uh, and, and it wasn't at our church, but they said, just you got to stay plugged in. You got to stay busy because that's the key there. You got to stay busy because that's the only way. They tell us in, in recovery is uh, 90 meetings in 90 days. And, you know, and, and that's for a reason. It's so you stay busy and get your mind off of, uh, you know, what what you were thinking of doing in that idle time before. And I know that idle time, uh, it, it drives a person crazy. And, you know, it gets them thinking, what, the, what, what, what can I do and what would I used to do? And that's how people fall back. Yeah, that's which is really good advice. Now, I, I, I being the, the head of, uh, uh, you know, the recovery over there. I mean, I don't know. Did did I guess Freedom has a? They've always had a recovery. Is that correct, or did you? Are you kind of the pioneer of where it's at today? Yeah. So that's just uh, eighteen months into the uh, program, or eighteen months into the church. Uh, Pastor Justice came up to me and uh, he says, "I think you're ready to lead a group." And I said, "Oh, okay. Said, this will be fun." <laughs> I said, "I'll. I'll I, I was, you know, an entrepreneur like myself. I had a business that was doing. Uh, you know, we were we were selling health products, and uh, we had a shake." Uh, and I said, okay, I said, this is what we're going to do. And I, I, I partnered up with one of my friends and I said, let's do this called health, uh, uh, faith and fitness. We're going to take them to the park. And he was a physical trainer. So I said, we're going to, we'll, we'll train them at the park. We'll give them our shakes. And then once they taste it, they'll buy it. And then we'll tie to the church 10% of, of what we make. And, and, and I went to justice, talked to justice with that. And I said, Hey, I said, I figured it out. I said, you know, we're going to do faith and fitness. And he goes, what, what's that? And I told him and he goes, that's not what I want you to do. That, that, I don't want your money. God doesn't want your money. 
he wants your testimony. And I said, what does that mean? And he goes, go figure that out. And I said, I got to figure out what my testimony is or figure out what my group is going to be. And he's like, no, just come back to me next week. And that's when I came to him and I said, you mean a recovery group? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I want you to lead a recovery group and uh, partnered me up with um, um, who, uh, Greg Watkins, who's a pastor now. And he told me, you're going to do this with Greg. Greg and he goes yeah and I said okay and so I talked to Greg about it he goes yeah I wasn't going to do it if you didn't do it and so we did we ended up doing it uh and uh and that was just it you know I found out recovery was what he wanted me to do and so Greg and I uh we did it at uh one of the offices for for the first few weeks and then we ended up in uh in the house of the gentleman I told you uh went to treatment and that's a funny story there the first night we did that we, we walked up to that house I could smell weed I, I mean, day. He's like, I hope that's just a skunk in the neighborhood. And I said, um, I can tell you right now, that's not a skunk. And uh, so we're walking up and we open the door. The, you know, his mom opens up the door for us and lets us in. And uh, that happens to be uh, Kelly Ratner, uh, who mm-hmm. you know, is my co-leader. Uh, she leads the women uh, group. And she says, come on in. And I said, she, she looked at me and kind of like she could smell it. And I was like, okay. And so we shook hands. We said hi. And uh, she brought her son over. and you know, introduced this, uh, and, and Dave was just like, Hey, how are you? And just looked at me like I was the gardener, to be honest with you. And, uh, <laughs> uh it, it, I always love telling that story. And we ended up, uh, uh, talking for a minute, but in his mind, he was like, look, I don't want any addicts here at my house, you know, unless they're my friends, you know, it's for, you know, how he had said it in his head. Um, but yeah, sure enough, we were able to do the group at her house because, uh, we couldn't do it at the offices anymore. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was the that was the launch. It was uh, and it was in 2000. Uh, it was I think it was the beginning in 2016 and uh, end of 2015. But yeah, we uh, we did it and we made it happen and we're here today. Like I said, uh, you know, going strong with our recovery. We got a men's group uh, on Tuesday nights with all the sober livings in town. We bring them in, uh, allow the doors to be open. Salvation Army also partnered up with them to let their guys come and. Uh, that's a Saturday. I mean, that's a Tuesday stag meeting. Um, our women meet online right now. And then we have our mixed group on uh, our large group on Wednesdays. That's a co-ed. And, you know, we started with the, uh, uh, the celebrate recovery. Um, and that's, you know, deals with habits, hurts and hangups. So we thought that's a good intro because it's not everybody's just, you know, addicted to drugs and alcohol. You know, it's not just a substance abuse. It's a life, you know, style of, of whatever. And, um, yeah, we had to say, look, come as you are. And, you know, if you're dealing with an issue of, uh, uh, you know, outside of, you know, substances like anger or we had even people come in for uh, um, uh, food addiction and anger management needs. And, you know, so we've opened the doors completely to anybody that just needs to come in and, and, and feel like they're there for, you know, rehabilitation in, in their way of what they need. Yeah, I think, and that's, and that's group. And I, you know, I don't know, we can talk about men for a second, but you know, it's hard for men to get together and speak about anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as far as that goes, I, you know, some, some personal stuff on, on my end, when you talk about, and when I'm listening to some of this stuff, um, me too, I, I, I check myself into a, uh, an anger management group for six months when I was first going through divorce and, okay. um, you know, and to try in the thing is, you know, I mean, between you and me, I mean, I've been a single dad for a long time. Right. And I just know when, when it comes to men's mental health and stuff like that, even if you look at father's day and all that kind of stuff, you know, we're like on the bottom of the barrel. I mean, really when it comes to men, they're not really 
put on any type of a of a pedestal. So sometimes we just kind of clam up because it really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? That's that's just kind of the yeah. thinking that I had. So when I went through that group thing, and it was hard for me too to go through a group thing because you know, you just don't want to talk to a bunch of, of people. You know what I mean? And but man, when you're here there and you see well, one thing I did learn is I'm like, man, I'm not quite as angry as some of these guys. Holy crime any, okay? When you're bashing your girl's head on the on the banister of their bed and stuff like that, you know, when you get somebody that's court mandated as opposed to somebody that like myself that it was volunteer to go in and uh to see that. So, you know, to to learn these lessons. And I know that for that part of me, right, is a, you know, there's a physicality that uh, I know when I'm, I'm physical, I think a lot of people think that when we go to the gym, it's, um, you know, it's just kind of a raw, raw, you know, alpha male type, type thing. But the physicality of martial arts and the physicality of hearing iron and, and clanging iron was always super ther- therapeutic to me. How does physicality come into play? What do you think when it comes to uh, you know, addiction recovery is, is it something that, that helps people or is there different other avenues that people kind of gravitate to, you know, cause you'd say, well, you talk about idle time. So how do, how do you, how do you encourage people to take up idle time? What do you do with that? Yeah. So again, uh, you know, obviously meetings, you know, if they're coming in and they're, you know, if they're if they're in a really bad place, I do suggest a meeting every day. But um, you know, you can only do so many meetings, that, you know, in, in in the day. So yeah, um, you know, feeling that gap, that time with, uh, you know, going to the gym or or picking up a, you know, uh, some something that's gonna, uh, you know, some books or some. We have tools that we give them um, to to take home with them and to say that hey, you know, this is what you need to do in that time of, uh, you know, that that idle time or that thinking thinking as we call it. And you know, I'll tell them. I said, look, if you can walk away five from five minutes from your from your um, your mind of telling you that, look, this is the temptation talking here. If you can take five minutes and walk away from your temptation, most likely you're not gonna you're not gonna have that craving anymore. You're gonna subside it at least to uh, you know when it comes back again. But I always encourage call your call your sponsor. If you don't have one, I tell them they need to get a sponsor. But I tell them if you don't have a sponsor and you got an accountability person that you go to the meetings with or you you can talk to pick up that phone or or make 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 it a, a a point to go see them or get 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 out of that head space because it is it's the head space that gets a lot of people back into uh you know uh, into relapsing and uh with me I, I i i don't like the word relapse i like to call it a reset because if they're going to be willing to come back uh let's just start over let's start over let's look at what you did you know in that time of you know, you were doing good. You had months, you had days, even if it's, you know, oh, you know, like I said, if it's a day and you're going day to day, let's see what, you know, let's get a journal going because if we get the journal going, like it tells us in, 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 in our step work, we're supposed to have a daily journal in due time and, and start keeping track of, you know, where, where we're at, you know, and how we're doing so that we could actually then go back and figure out where's the trigger, what's making it happen. Uh, and, and when you can figure this out, then, you can overcome it. And I've had, uh, you know, I've had many success stories out of that, you know, journal and a church with, with me, it was doing the soap because um, I, I got to learn what the soap was. And that's the scripture, the observation, the application and the prayer. And um, my guys uh, would keep accountable to that to say, hey, who did theirs today? And we would actually show a screenshot of it or, or take a picture of it and, and uh, you know, and send it to them. 
but that that was my journal in the beginning. And then I started doing the recovery journal and I started to see that my mind was was clear uh, because I was writing it down and I was able to go back and, and, and keep track of where I was at. So I think that's really it, you know, and uh, knowing that, you know, that when the temptation comes, like I said, you just got to find something to fill that gap of time and, and, and not fall into the trap. I think that one of the things you just said, I think you're right about some of the tools you have can kind of work anywhere. Um, uh, it's this, I liked what you said about it being a reset, right? Mm -hmm. Not, you know, where, um, you, you, I guess you fall and you, and you reset and you can't, you know, cause I think that's what I think. I don't know. I guess that can work uh, on anything, even, you know, whether it's weight loss, whether it's whatever, you, you know, you, you, uh, a couple of things you said there, right. When you say that uh, refocus your mind, when you're, you know, when temptation's hitting you, focus your mind somewhere else. Right. Yeah. And the temptation will go. Uh, I think that was a great, I think that was an awesome uh, pointer there. And the reset, the, the, the notion of it's going to be a reset. You know, I guess you got to deal with the people that want to reset every day. Right. Uh, you know, at some point you're going to say, look, bro, uh, resetting every day is not quite what we're talking about here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I get to the point where I got to tell them, you know, life isn't easy. I mean, that's just it. My life, you know, getting my life in order wasn't easy, but I got to let them know that God doesn't do things on purpose. He does it for a purpose. And, you know, the four F, you know, for me was, you know, what did it, you know, the family, find, uh, fitness, the finance and the faith. You know, those became my cornerstones. Uh, and this foundation was also what helped balance me because the equally dividing, you know, you put a little bit into, you have to have, you know, 25% into four, into four, you know, boxes there. Uh, and, and if you want to outweigh one for a little, okay. But you got to know, you know, to equally balance, you've got to have these, uh, you know, you've got to have these in line. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's knowing that the uncertain, uh, uncertainties of life, they, you know, we have to appreciate the time we get with our family. We have to know that tomorrow's not promised. We have to know that, you know, let's do our best today, you know, because the problem is we make things more complicated than we need to. You know, I think in life people do that. People over, you know, overcompensate for things and, and don't put enough into some other things. And the clear thoughts will help you see things in the way that, you know, for me, it was clearing all my thoughts so I can see what is my vision and what is God's vision for me? What is his plan for me? Because, it took it took a minute for me to say what is what is this you know I had a guy come up to me that was an atheist and tell me you know uh, I, I just I'm having a hard time believing I've surrendered but I'm having a hard time believing and he's like it's not my negative attitude he goes it's just I don't know where to start so we point him in the direction you know and and he even said my recovery is going okay he goes but I want to line myself up I want to do this right he goes because I've done other programs and they didn't work. And I don't, you know, I tell them, look, I, I don't bash other programs because that's not me. I still go to other meetings. I still attend, you know, to be, you know, out there to, to see, you know, engage what's going on in the world because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's in our own back door. So we have to be willing to know. But in order to grow in your faith, you have to learn how to have trust and have faith. Because I will tell them, if, if uh, there's faith or doubt, you got to cast it out and put, uh, you know, if there's fear or doubt, Cast it out and put faith back in because that little bit of faith could be what saves you from going back out. When you went, so you said now, are you, you're a single father too, is that correct? Yeah, no? single father yes. three. Uh, yeah, and, single father and three. And, uh, have you, have you have the kids full time or, uh, or, or how was the, 
Well, how did you have all your children when you first went through this? And what is it? What so, is it like to see their dad now? Yeah. So the beginning of this all, here's what happened in uh, uh, 2011. Uh, my my uh, my wife and I had separated, and when we did, I said, "Look," I said, uh, "I went through it. That's when I hit my rock bottom hard." And I like to use uh, uh, I like to use my brother Dave's uh, example of rock bottom because that's where I was. I hit my rock bottom so so bad that you know I had to jump to touch my rock bottom. I mean, it was I was below it. Um, I was you know I was doing everything under the moon and sun to make it about me, and the kids were still there and they were watching this happen. And you know I I, I think um, I had been doing some you know I had started getting into some network marketing, and so I'd go to meetings and you know and and, and network my businesses, but. I wasn't going to meetings that needed to, you know, help, uh, you know, value my life or, or do better for me in my life. Because even at those, you know, out there at those meetings, after you got done with the meeting, everybody was going and drinking and hanging out. And, you know, so I was like, okay, I had a friend of mine who took me to um, one conference. And at the end of the conference, this is where I first found out again. And uh, growing up as Catholic, uh, funny story, I mean, I was going and going to church because my mom forced me when I was younger. But I was, uh, uh, you know, kneel down, sit down, stand up. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, you got pinched on one side, you got pinched on the other. And, uh, you know, from grandma or mom. And, and, and when you got home, you didn't get any pasole. So I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to go to church this week and be good. That was my younger mindset. But, uh, again, when I went to this uh, network marketing group and uh, we had church on a Sunday after the conference, that woke, my, uh, woke me up a little. Uh, and then when their mom looked at me and said, you're going to church? I said, yeah, I'm going to church. And, uh, you know, well, don't make the kids go. I said, I'm not going to force them. But like I told you earlier, my daughter loves going and she went and she, you know, she found it a place of Sunday was fun for her. Um, and so we kept going back. But um, yeah, I took the kids in uh, after completely after two years of uh, us being separated. And uh, I said, look, I said, full time, don't want don't want you to take them down this rabbit hole. And uh, I'm, I'm going to raise them my end for for the sake of it all, here's uh, here's something that gets a lot of people, uh, you know, and I don't impress upon them on the, by telling the story. Um, it's really about the fact that my two boys aren't mine by blood. I took them in uh, because I was the only father they knew. Uh, the oldest one's dad was uh, um, incarcerated for murder, and um, my middle boy's dad was just a deadbeat dad. So when she left, I said, uh, or when she sep- her and I separated. She actually uh, took off for a little bit of time and I had them for nine months. And I said, yeah, I'm going to keep these kids. I'm going to do what I can to make things right. And within that next year is when I went to the church. And yeah, I've raised, uh, I've raised them since they were, uh, you know, since she left. But I've raised the boys since they were two and four. And I've had my daughter in my life for all my life. And they do see the transformation. And that's the best thing. Yeah, I think that yeah, it's amazing on on how, how perceptive uh, your children are when they're watching you. Uh, doing what you do. It's interesting. You talk about network marketing and cause I've been in a few, I didn't really, I was scrolling through your pictures the other day and I saw ACN. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I did oh, ACN, yeah. you know, and yeah. you know, ACN, you know, those guys are pretty big Christian dudes. Uh, the, the owners that, of that. Where I got, yeah. Where I went the first time. Yeah. Is that, is that where you went the first time? You know, I was big in that Larry Raskin and all that. I'm still really good friends oh with God, him today. Man. Wow, very, awesome. he's like yeah. one of my, he's like a very close friend of mine. Uh, you know, we speak quite often that's as a matter of cool. fact, he's going to be on my podcast soon. And, uh, that's cool. yeah. So when I saw ACN, I'm like, how did we not run into each other? I don't understand that. Cause I was, <laughs> I was doing that for a minute, man. 
I, I got to be number three underneath there uh, uh, in marketing out here in, uh, in the state. I mean, I was running a really good program and I had teams, I had teams going underneath me left and right. And uh, yeah, Dean Tirali, he was my, uh, uh, he was my, uh, 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 the guy that was leading me there. And yeah, so I think, uh, I think by, by that, uh, you know, mindset again was, okay, I'm doing good with, with, with my life as, as far as, you know, financial, but here, here again, and I talked in those, uh, you know, those cornerstones, I wasn't, you know, I was, I was coming home to the kids cause we'd go to those conventions and we'd come home and we were driving forces during the week and, you know, but I'd go see my kids baseball game or, you know, I'd go with my daughter to her plays or her, or her dances at school. But here it wasn't, it wasn't the, the full, you know, 25% into that. And my finance, my fine, uh, my fitness was, okay, I was working out, but I wasn't doing what I should have been doing. And so, yeah, I just know that, you know, my friends, I probably negated them so much that it was like, I'm, I'm working, you know, and we got to have that balance. We got to be able to say, we're going to go out with, with our friends and enjoy time. We're going to have time with our family. We're going to, you know, know that our finances are ordered. And then the facing, like I said, that box is empty. So I had to, I had to find a way to put something into that box. And, uh, uh, and that's where I found uh, freedom and, you know, I, I just know that I, I was able to trust them when I walked in. I felt at home. Um, you know, they are a belong before you believe and, and come as you are type of church. But I always say it's like a dissected sandwich when you get there. You know, you you've got all the you've got all the contents of the sandwich, uh, the condiments, the meats, the you know, the bread, the, the everything you need for it. It's how you want it. You know, how how much do you want this week? How much do you you know how how do you want to make your sandwich this week? And you know, you can keep you know, packing on what you want, or you could just take what you're, what you, what you're getting and, and eat it and, and come back next week and it'll be there again for you. Yeah, it's true. You know, they've done, uh, yeah, they've done quite a thing at, at, at freedom on, on that. You know, I like, um, I've always liked that, you know, belong before you believe because I, you know, I've been to a lot of churches here in the area and everything else. And a lot of them are kind of, you know, who's coming to the, uh, church where it's full of uh you know bentley's mercedes and and everything else you know what i mean you got to be able to to fit in somewhere to you know to have some of that growth and it's uh you know it's it's when i listen to you so i not it doesn't surprise me at all i mean you were already an entrepreneur on the outside you know you know network marketing is no easy easy gig you know what i mean and you're building teams there i'm sure you built teams when you're doing things you weren't supposed to be doing I'm sure you had a whole organization there and it just seems like that's what you got. And I'm sure now you've got organizations now in the church where, you know, you change lives through uh, recovery. You know, none of that surprises me as I, as I sit and talk to you a little bit about what you do. Now you do some other stuff here. I, I, once again, I didn't know about this, but uh, I guess at that, that friends uh, Thanksgiving that we did when I was there that, you do yeah. uh, catering on the outside also. So you, you still continue, you know, with your ministry and you got, you know, I guess uh, businesses on the outside that you continually do. It's probably why you're able to go and do all this stuff with your daughter and her cheerleading because you're just kind of an entrepreneur that way anyway. You know, I think as yeah, single dads, sure. right, we figure out how to uh, make things happen so we can be with our children. Absolutely. So. And that's just it. You know, I figured, uh, you know, uh, corporate America was never for me, you know, I wasn't that guy. And, uh, so, you know, when I found network marketing, uh, after, uh, I think that, I think I started network marketing in like 2010 was my first, uh, uh my first real one. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I found that was, that was appealing to me because again, it allowed you to do things on your own time. But, um, early in my, uh, right out of high school, I started, uh, working uh, in a, in a kitchen, uh, doing prep work. And I loved cooking since I was eight years old. I remember grandma, I said to grandma one summer, what's for breakfast? And she hit me in the head with the, with the pan and said, cook your own eggs, damn it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, here we, here we go. So I, I came home, I remember coming home and, uh, and cooking for my mom and, uh, you know, uh, in my teenage years and always not have, she always didn't have to worry. It was, I was either at the store or I was, uh, at home cooking. My friends loved it too, because they got to come over after school and, you know, I would, I would try everything with them and, and how does this taste and what is this like? And, so, but yeah, I've been, uh, I went to culinary school and, uh, graduated in 2000, um, and took, took that on, uh, uh, full bore. I went and I, um, worked at assisted living. I remember that was my first job outside of culinary school. And, uh, I went to this assisted living place and, you know, I, I felt, I fell in love with the, uh, uh, the fact that we could just mass produce this, uh, you know, the food like catering does. And so I, I even started making, uh, my own, um, rubs and spices and i was doing things for a while uh but i couldn't market them i didn't know how so again i was like well then i'm just gonna stay in the catering world and i went into the catering world pretty uh pretty hard and did my own uh catering company so in two, since 2000 i've had my own catering business on the side and you know i've done everything under the uh you know uh, sun and moon with uh you know motion picture catering private events you know even private chefing i've worked at treatment homes uh, you know to help them um, started up a couple of the businesses, local businesses, you know, and get their, you know, went in and just kind of helped show them the ropes of how they're going to need to do this and what the food cost would be. So I kind of, you know, consulted it sometimes. But yeah, like you said, a real entrepreneur. But at the same time, I did it because I wanted to be able to uh, make time for my kids. And, you know, it's the same thing like our journey in life, one step, you know, one foot in front of the other. And just knowing that, you know, we're going to get stuck at times. And there was times where I'm like, why am I doing this? Can I try this? Do I need to go and do this? And, you know, that's how growth happens is if you take the right steps and, and you do the right things and just, you know, I think it's also both in recovery and life, patience, knowing that patience is a virtue and that's hard. I mean, some of us being a man with patience and, and saying we want to, we want to take time and do it right. I mean, you know, hey, you know, you, you got to laugh at that because it's, it's true. I mean, we don't all have patience like we need to, but I think that's the way we can get through it. And that's the necessary uh, piece yeah, that's uh yeah, that's that's been awesome. So your other so I was at, you know, on the Thanksgiving thing, I was you know, yeah. people that may may don't know, but anybody locally that we uh at church, you know, you you guys have a uh you know, where they can come and get groceries on uh Wednesdays. Yeah. Pop up pantry on Wednesdays. Right. So, you know, it's a drive through and, and I mean, it was, there was cars lined up because I think we're, you guys even given turkeys and everything out there. And I was like, I was super impressed that day because, you know, I was there, uh, you know, security wise for, you know, just, you know, keep everything, uh, cause there's just expected a lot of people. And so, but to watch that team and all these volunteers that are all in on, on people that uh, were needed food and just watching the whole operation. You know what I mean? Just all the food that goes out and 
watching them bag, watching them put it in cars and, and just, you know, just keep people rolling. I was super impressed with that team that day. I mean, that was one efficient team. I could tell you that they are, obviously they've been all working together for a little bit, but you know, the, I think in this kind of a world where you don't, you know, and I also know as a volunteer, right, you're never really given any kind of acclimates, right? You know, if you're looking for acclimates, you're really in the wrong business if you want to be a volunteer, right? And I yeah. was so impressed with the these guys' teamwork and how they did everything and how they uh, communicated and they uh, sending food down and this one has that, this one has that, do you need this? And boom, off they go. And continually watching that line go through and through, that was you know, that was just quite something to see, you know what I mean? And I think that's what, is that an every Wednesday thing over at church, right? Yes, that's an every Wednesday. Uh, they do it starting, uh, the line starts early, uh, but technically we, uh, we kick things off as, as early as we can uh, with and give as much as we can. Um, we've been uh, blessed to get the donations, uh, you know, and there's been times where we've struggled to get the donations. I remember when we first started it, I was, uh, driving around to every 99 cent store buying, you know, a hundred boxes of rice, a hundred bags of a hundred boxes of pasta and whatever I could get my, uh, my hands on, uh, that they would let me buy, uh, you know, remind you, this was during the pandemic, you know, in the earlier stages where, you know, they would look at me and I was, I was that guy in line with the cart full and everyone's looking at me and I'm like, um, I'm like almost a little bit like, it's not me. It's not for me. I'm not buying my house. I'm not trying to stock up for, you know, <laughs> you know I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think the apocalypse is going to happen, but if you guys need groceries, these are being given out, you know, and I would tell people in line what we were doing and, uh, we'd have some, uh, some come out and, uh, yeah, but fortunately we don't have to go out and do all that purchasing anymore. We've got uh partner up, uh, you know, and, uh, and they've been, uh, uh we've been blessed, uh, to be able to get uh, these donations, uh, uh, and it, it ranges from everything from meats and dairy to, you know, at times to, uh, you know, just the good staple items that you need in your house. Even, you know, even uh, get toilet paper and and uh, uh, and paper towels, which for a while there, you know, nobody could get those. So uh, we're we're trying to be, you know, able to give to those again who are in need and 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 be able to let them know that if they're if they're you know needing it again next week, that we'll still be here. Yeah, that was uh, it, it's an awesome thing that Freedom does. It's uh, it, it was uh, uh, once again, I think someone like yourself, you just your leadership is something that's needed there. You know, we all have kind of gifts, and uh, that definitely is not my gift. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. you, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty compassionate with with some, but you know, you know, we've had these talks before on on uh, you know, why do you have a Tesla and you're coming through to get? groceries and you know yeah. i can't you know this is how my head thinks right and i maybe it's because i got it for somebody else i don't really know you know what i mean so i'm always got to put myself in check you know what i mean uh, or have somebody put me in check but it's uh, i think they have the right the right person that kind of leads all this stuff that uh, uh that you do i see you at church you know you were you know we we volunteer every week together and you know rain or shine we're usually there and so it's, it's been, that's been fun. What's now. So let me ask you this on when you're, when you guys, well, first of all, how did you, how do you guys getting donations now? How, how did you network that? You see what I'm talking about? I'm sure that so, you're the one that kind of spearheaded that I would imagine. Actually, right? you know, uh, I, I don't even take all the credit for that. I don't even take any of the credit for the, for the donations part. I know, uh, Gabby, uh, 
Gabby Mundrigan, uh, you know, she's uh, on our staff there. And, uh, you know, they, they came to Gabby one day and said, hey, you know, could you reach out to, you know, I initially I was bringing the food bank uh, uh, stuff from uh, the Valley Food Bank um, and getting it from, from them. Um, and, and that was just our local food bank. And uh, we did. I, I had some connections there. Um, but uh, in due time, it, it, like I said, it just wasn't enough. So Gabby went and took on the reins and said, okay. So she reached out to the LA uh, Food Bank and, and connected with them. And they gave her some, uh, uh, it was a pretty uh, long list of, of things she needed to do. Uh, and uh, she complied and uh, she got us uh, uh, accepted to be able to uh, be put in, in, I won't say into a hat because it was really, they, they told us at first what, what organizations could or what, what uh, places would, would allow us to come because there was so much going on that places were already, you know, donating everywhere. So there was only a few spots open, uh, but we took whatever we could. And then she partnered up with uh, um, uh, another church that was doing it and they were receiving too much. So we were able to go and partner with them and, and get some stuff from that church and, or when they were getting stuff. And uh, I mean, we were taking 26 footer trucks, refrigerator trucks to get stuff, uh, you know, from, uh, um, from Amazon Fresh out in North Hollywood uh, at 5 a.m. just to make sure we had this stuff. And in due time, we were able to get to this side of town uh, and, and our uh, Amazon Fresh and Porter Ranch, they've, uh, they've blessed us with a lot in this last year. And uh, as well as uh, one of the uh, one, two of the targets in our in our local area, um, they were able to also help out. So um, by that, you know, you've seen our our request to you know have our uh, congregations uh, pitch in to get us a uh, a refrigerated truck because we can't get one all the time. Ryder, when we rent our truck and we get it from Ryder, one, it's out of pocket, you know, from the church's expenses, and two, it's it's not always available. We're not a, a you know, we're not uh, leasing and we're not listed under their, you know, must haves. You know, they got, I think during the uh, uh, Thanksgiving time, we, we couldn't get a truck. Um, so uh, Gabby knew somebody uh, that was able to help us out. But yeah, Ryder was like, look, uh, Whole Foods rented our truck. Honey Bay Cam's rented our truck. So you got, uh, you know, uh, 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 a corporate, you know, conglomerate that's going to say, hey, they've got dibs. They've rented, you know, and they've, for a whole month so that's where you know it's like how can we figure this out and how can we you know make this better so that's why we've requested to try and see what we can do to get our own truck and uh, same for the shower truck but not because of that reason i think the shower truck we just we want to be able to do it more often than just once a week that's why we want to get the shower truck to go out and partner up and 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 do multiple uh you know um multiple days out there so you know so let's 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 look at, at, at this. So maybe you can, you can help me. I'd like to see, I'd like to get your, your feedback on this. So as you work with the, with the homeless and uh, you know, those that are displaced and stuff like that, and you probably see the, you see the same people almost on a weekly. Right. And so how do you, um, how do you encourage others when they're like, I'm homeless and uh, how long have you been that way? Eight years, 10 years coming to the church every week, getting stuff in, in somebody's eyes, right there in your, in, in the most common people's eyes are like, what are these guys doing to try and further their life? Why does it not go to the next step? How do you talk to people that about that? How do you, how, how do you, you're, I mean, you're in that mix. So the lay person that looks at it and goes, how are you out there for eight years? And 
you you're still coming and doing the same thing every 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 week and like there's no progress how do you how do you how do you talk to people about that to to continue the compassion for those that that need that yeah um you know that that's hard because again i want to lead them in the direction i'm i'm leading the other people and it's not like i don't it's that i think they've gotten comfortable uh and and that's uh that's a hard that's a hard position because when you get comfortable and you're just you're 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 reaping all your you know your your benefits off of the you know the state or you're getting you know people coming out week in and week out just giving you stuff i mean that's where i think they they get a little uh enabled and uh you know when when the pandemic hit and they started opening up these um project room keys or the uh, they built another shelter down on uh canoga you know it was like, hey, why don't you go there? And it's like, because I don't want to leave what I have. What do you have? Why do you collect all this if it's not doing anything for you? Uh, and then you've had the ones that said, where is this place? You know, can you take me? Can you tell me where it is? Or uh, so we could, we were able to, you know, get them, a few of them in there. And like I said earlier, I've gotten to get some out, you know, and, and that's a great feeling because they didn't just plant the seed and and, and and not water it, you know, because there was times I was already planting that seed and, you know, we watered it, we, we nurtured it, we let them come back, we said, hey, have you talked to them? We followed up with them. Um, and I don't know if you met the brother and sister on the uh, Thanksgiving or if you've seen them before, but um, the brother and sister that were out on the streets, they have a place out in Santa Clarita and uh, we were able to do that for them because we got them into to meet a social worker that then said, hey, let's help you out. And you know, but the, during the pandemic, the Project Room Key, I've seen a few of them go to this and not just abuse it, not just say, okay, I'm going to go there for the three meals and for the, uh, and, and for the fact that I get a roof over my head um, because they, they said, no, we're done. You know, I think uh, they've got to come to a point of, you know, they, they want to help uh, because you can't force feed them. You know, you can't, you can, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't force them to drink it. And I think we've, uh, mm -hmm. we've, we've done a real good job at that too, where it's like, okay, well, uh, you know, it's here if you want it, you know, I extend the ha handout as much as I can, but, uh, same thing like in the recovery where I can give them as much as I can, but when the tough love has to come out, that's where, you know, it, it's, it's an association by thanks for coming. Here you go. Um, you know, uh, I, I used to hear this at, that's funny at ACN, I used to hear the, uh, some will, some won't. So, uh, uh, who, <laughs> you know, some, some who's, way, next. Someone, who's next. Yeah. Right. And and I try not to be so hard on that, uh, but I do. I want to see which one really wants it out there. And and the guy that wants it next or the girl that wants it next is going to be the one that gets my, you know, my, my undivided attention. And, um, you know, we've been helped. We've been able to help some ladies go to the San Fernando Rescue Mission that were single women or battered out in the streets that were, or, or, you know, single parent and been battered. And uh, they take them in there. And we've got other, um, other partnerships that we've partnered with that's been, you can look at that if that's the avenue they want to go first. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a nurturing order, I guess you want to say it. Yeah. It's yeah. That's, that's good feedback. And, and I think out of that too, I heard that you said like a, you have a brother and sister that, and I think that's what we miss most is some of these more positive stories. You know what I mean? Uh, when you see, um, you know, I, one of the ladies I helped that, that stayed here, she had a couple dogs. I remember when it was a, a really cold, rainy night, and she had two dogs. And I I let this um, stay in the shed that I had. And um, and she was here for a while, as a matter of fact. And um, mm -hmm. uh, 
Um, but you know, she, now she also has her own apartment, you know what I mean? And, uh, so, you know, I think that's one of the important things I'm sure you say, Chris, is that I, I really feel that there are answers to those that really want it. I think there is help for those that want it, want to get it. And, um, you know, that's, we, I mean, we've talked about this a, a little bit before too, right? I mean, you've got gyms that are $10 a month, you know, where you could, yeah. where you can shower and yeah. you can, you know what I mean? And, uh, so it, it's, it's a good, it, it was some good feedback for just a layman. And then to hear some of the, the positive, uh, you know, I'm sure were you, I don't know, were you Dave's sponsor or not? No, no. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh no, not sponsor. No, not, not just accountability. But yeah, Dave. Uh, you know, he 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 has. He's uh, you know, he's taken on a a leadership role out of watching. You know, what 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 he needed to do. He did the steps, and in the end of the steps, we go out and we help others. You know, and that twelve mm-hmm. steps is done. It's 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 what we're supposed to go do next, and you know, be the be the light in somebody else's life, and and help them get through it, and be of service, and. You see, that man is of service. That man, you know, he he really does go above and beyond, and you know, he brings he brings people uh, every week. He's got a you know, he's got a new person coming with him. And uh, I remember at uh, at Lawrence before we left, we had those first two two roles full of the people that pastor said, "Okay, I feel safe," but you know, it, it's also you know, where where are all these guys you know coming from? Because <laughs> you, you, you see you see some of the you know some of the posts with those guys, and and they just look like. You want them to be your best friend so that you don't have to get, you can be protected. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. You know, you know, I know, I know that's where, that's where I got recruited because of it. You know what I mean? I got yeah. recruited because of your friends. Um, the, uh, you know, to see that, but to see Dave's transformation too. So, I mean, knowing that Dave was in fight club too, yourself, and the, you know, it being in these, in an environment where it's a little more real, you know what I mean? Uh, the talks a little more street, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I walk that fine line between, uh, you know, street cause you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little more real. I, I personally would rather hang with somebody like that. Cause down deep, I think that there's a, uh, you know, uh, there's a realness to them. You know, I, I'm really not a big, uh, you know. I've been doing this stuff for a long time. I remember him in my younger years when I used to do homeschools, just when, when it was really just kind of Christians and kind of that out there type Christian, you know what I'm talking about? Right. And it, it, yeah. it was the, yeah. it was the worst bro. Okay. To get just how they were, or why would you charge us? And I'm like, what the heck, you know what I mean? Uh, everything should be a service and stuff like that. I, I just remember it vividly, you know, and it gave me a sour note. So, uh, to see, and I was, I came from a Lutheran background too, by the way, the same thing, you know, stand okay. up, stand down yeah. and do the, do the candles. And I was in a Lutheran school for, from third grade to ninth grade and, uh, in, in North Hollywood. And, you know, so I come from that background also. So I, uh, I never really realized what a relationship was until my brother, you know, um, you know, we kind of found what Rocky peak was. And then I started the martial arts as a ministry, uh, really okay. before anything else. And so, uh, it's good to hear some, some positive. I think that's what lacks because all you see when you drive, even here in town is just like, you know, you just kind of shake your head at this stuff. And, 
and you never really hear the the positive. Hey, this is where this guy came from. And, you know, you guys are in there and you're right there in the pit. You're right there in the fight and you're trying to pick that one person that's looking for the real help. And if they're looking for it, it's there for them. So, and I think that's a message that that should resonate even with with, with people here in town. You know what I mean? Because I. You know, it gets a little bit hard because everybody kind of has a story. I know that we have, uh, um, you know, we've got men in church, too, that's lost their boy and, uh, you know, was on the streets for a long time just because, I mean, how do you deal? You know, yeah. uh, even going through a, a real bad divorce or something like that and not being able to do it, right? It's just like you said, right? You can get yourself down in the dumps and really not just care about nothing. You know what I mean? Um you know, that, that even happened to me in, 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 in a different way. Right. Like I remember those, those, uh, months of things. And I was like, I didn't care about filing my taxes. I didn't care about doing any of that stuff. I just didn't care. And, yeah. you know, it, it caught up to me, uh, because when you start caring, all that's back stuff really starts catching up to you. And, you know, and, and thank goodness, you know, this is the year, this past year is all that, all that stuff from back then all those back tax, all that stuff is all paid off. It's all just done. You know what I mean? And, uh, so I know how it can, you can get down in the dumps and, and get into a depression. So I don't know. I think you, you, I think that they got the right man for the job. I've seen a, a, a just a complete turnaround. It when I, I don't know if you've ever really, uh, put out your testimony, testimony, what you've done. I don't know if you ever have that or you, or you haven't done it or you do that in the privacy of your group, but to know that you come from a criminal element and then an addiction on top of it and you just put it all down and completely changed yourself. And then your kids get to see that. And now you're doing that to other people. And I'm sure it's a celebration. Like when you guys get somebody from recovery, that's all, all good to go. I mean, I'm sure that that's what you guys enjoy seeing somebody else uh, yeah. getting to enjoy life. Right. Yeah. You know, cause victory to me, victory shouldn't just be celebrated once it's a daily celebration and we, you know, we got to write about it. We got to tell people, you know, it's a, you know, if it's just in our daily, you know, inventory and we recognize it, that's one thing, but going out and sharing it, you know, those, those wins every day, uh, mean something and it can mean something to somebody else to see, like you said, where, where a person came from and, and where they may have, you know, uh, related to. So that's, that's again, uh, you know, being able to, to share that testimony and be able to tell people, look, I was once in that seat too. Uh, it goes a long way because it's trusting the process, you know, doing the little things. It's knowing that the big win can overcome the roadblocks and, uh, you know, and the barriers that leave the path behind us. Cause that's what we got to really learn, uh, not just in life, but, you know, I'm not just in recovery, but in life and knowing that as we move, um, you know, further, you know, forward, there's a future in front of us. We got to remember that. And, to look at the future, to, to we may not know what that, what that entails, but to look that there is a future and we can leave the past behind, you know, it's part of the transformation process. It's a one day at a time. It's, you know, for me, it was giving it to God. It was knowing that his will was, was going to give me the strength and, you know, not only to succeed, to, to become better and, and do better and, and have what I have today. Yeah. I think that's a good way to even, even end this hour. That's a, that's just a, a good testament of, uh, uh, of the kind of man you are. And I, I would encourage when you can, you know, I see the church always doing, uh, one thing I'd like to see some of the recover. Cause I know how intimidating they can be. And, you know, I'm always kind of up on, on, you know, you get calls from me all the time. Hey, do you know this guy? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And why has he got a knife on his pocket? <laughs> you know, and, um, 
you know, so I run to you for certain things, but in the same token, I know this about people in that world. If they change themselves, they'll be the most loyal to you, you know, and it's hard when you got tattoos on your face to feel that people are going to take you serious or, or you're welcome, you know, so it can be intimidating to the thing. So I think they got the right man for the job. I think you're doing just awesome. I was looking forward to this, uh, this interview. Cause I did have some, um, you know, and it's funny how I just learned a little bit more about, you, you know, I, I, I still am. I was laughing last night when I saw your ACN thing and I'm like, how did I not, how did we not run into each other? I mean, I, I mean, I know, uh, you know, Provenzano and all those guys, because I got become oh, friends yeah. with, because I got friends with Larry Raskin and how it happened okay. is because, uh, martial arts, they're so intrigued that I was a black belt. I used to do all this brick breaking in the big national conventions and it would be on that big screen. And, uh, and, and that's how I got to be really good friends with Raskin. And, and so, and our friendship just continued on after that. And so it's, uh, those are some good guys too, man. Raskin is a strong Christian dude too. And, uh, you know, so it's, uh, it it was good, man. It was a great interview and I got to learn a little bit more about you. We'll be using you for our May testing, though. I can tell you that. So we're looking forward to that awesome. food we're going to get. Cool. All right. All right, Chris. You got it, man. Looking forward to it. If right, you guys, well, any, any, anybody that wants to, to see you, you're out of Freedom Church in Chatsworth. So if there's anybody that's Freedom listening that's, that possibly needs any kind of look at recovery, whatever recovery looks like, it just doesn't have to be drugs and alcohol, I'm sure. Um, no. You know, you're, you're the pastor that leads that out of there. And, uh, uh, you know, if you've got people that are struggling and you need a place to go and I don't know, you know, Ashley, do you know my girl, Ashley here, Ashley Sage or not? Yes. You know her? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, her mom was, was in a, a pivotal part in Rocky Peaks, uh, recovery. Her mom was the same okay. thing. Now she lost her mom a couple of years ago, but her mom was, uh, you remind me a lot of her, just a, a tough woman with a lot of love and, uh, you know, she just had a heart for, for those that struggle. And I see that you have the same thing. So they got the right man for the job, man. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed this hour, Chris. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Well, appreciate you having me. And like you said, if anybody is struggling and needs help, come on down or just check out our website and, uh, you know, you can reach me through there. Sounds good. All right. Has an awesome day, man. You've been listening to real talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.